0: Jesus is interested in the condition of our hearts. He says not only don't commit adultery, but he says don't even look with lustful intent towards a woman or a woman towards a man. Good morning. We continue our look through Jesus' Sermon on the Mount uh, as set forth in the book of Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. Today we're in Matthew chapter 5, looking at verses 27 through 30. Let's read those verses together and then pray. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to get it that you have called us to live a life where our hearts are pure and clear before you, to be a man after God's own heart. That we are not going to be perfect in this world, but that you've called us to live our lives where our hearts are seeking after the things of your heart on a daily basis. Lord, help us. This is not what we can do on our own, but we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Amen. Bust the lust with a change of heart. Yeah, listen to that. Bust the lust with a change of heart. Jesus is teaching a very vital principle as well as a very pointed lesson in holiness. He's showing us that the Old Testament prohibition against adultery goes far deeper than just the action itself, but even to the thought. Every action we take is preceded with thought. It may be a quick thought, but we think before we act, even though we sometimes say, you should have thought before you acted. No, you should have thought more, but you can't, your hand can't reach out, your eye can't look unless your brain tells it to, thus you've made a thought about it. So we need to be in control of our hearts. We need to have a change of heart where our heart is no longer lusting after the things of this world, but rather the things of God. We need to have a heart for God. There's a line out of a hymn that says, Change my heart, O God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O God, may I be like you. You are the potter, I am the clay. Mow me and make me, this is what I pray. Change my heart, O God. And that's what our prayer is. We're asking God to create in us a clean heart, renew a right spirit within us, and lead us in the way that is everlasting. Listen to this. It is not the first thought that pops into our mind that constitutes the sin of lust. But what do we do with that thought when it comes? When we see a person or a circumstance that causes us to want to have ungodly thoughts, unloving thoughts, sinful thoughts, then that in and of itself is not the sin. The sin is what do we do with that? Do we cherish that thought or do we reject it by taking it captive to Christ by saying this is not from God and I reject this because God is holy and he's called me to be holy and because Jesus has said even if we look with lust, and that's in our heart or in our minds, we've already committed adultery with the person in our heart. So we need to have a clean heart, and we need to give our hearts. In Romans 12, it says, I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Well, the major part of our body is our heart or our mind, our, the place of our emotions and where we form our thoughts in our brain, in other words, as well as in our heart. And that's where the battleground is. The mind is the battleground. And we have to decide right now whose we are. If we belong to Christ, then our eyes belong to Christ and our heart belongs to Christ. We can't be saved just as to our soul. It has to include all of us. So we want, it, we want all of us to be saved, and we want all of us to be holy. And so when he gets to the, the next two verses, in verse 29 and 30, where he says, if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away, or if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. He's not by any means uh, saying that we should maim ourselves. God created us. Uh, he put knit us together in our mother's womb. He gave us our eye. He gave us our hand and all the other parts of our body. And the fact that you've only got one eye or even no eyes won't keep us from lusting in our heart. We need to bust the lust by having a change of heart, by giving our hearts to God along with the rest of our bodies, mind, soul, and spirit, and saying, Lord, my heart is yours. I no longer have the right to use it for things of this world, for things of sin, but it's committed to you. And I will take captive any thought that is contrary to your word and your will. Now, as long as we're walking around in this flesh, we're going to have these struggles. I heard an 80-year-old pastor the other day candidly admit that he was still very much uh, finding himself in those struggles. Even though he wins those struggles far more often than he ever did, they're still very much a reality in his life and one that he has to deal with on a daily basis. And so do each of us. So what what are we doing? And it's not just men. Uh, I'm speaking like it's just men, but obviously it's not. It's all people that we should not have lustful thoughts towards other persons uh, in that way that would constitute adultery by our thoughts. It's not the act, but it's the thought that first creates it And that thought originates in our heart And so This phrase that came to me Is let's bust that lust Let's have a change of heart Change our heart O God Make it ever true Change our heart O God May it be like you Praise God amen